0: AI can really, you know, shorten the amount of time it takes for a customer to uh, have their issue dealt with, but effectively dealt with.
1: So, hello and and, and welcome to this AI podcast. Uh, I'm Fernando Lucini, I'm the chief data scientist of Accenture, and I'm joined today by Ryan McDonald and uh, and uh, Ryan great time to do an intro and tell us a bit more about yourself.
0: Oh, great. Well, thanks for having me. So yeah, I, I'm Ryan. I'm the chief scientist uh, at ASAP. Uh, I've, I have about 20 years of experience in natural language processing and machine learning, something that's been a you know passion of mine, my career for, for many, many years, kind of runs the gamut, worked on consumer products, enterprise products, um, semantics, syntax, machine translation, have you? Yeah, so I'm very excited to be here.
1: Now, awesome! It's always super dangerous when you put two NLP geeks in a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments because as, as and, and you and I had some chance to talk before, but uh, I, yeah. I've 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 spent gosh from since 1999 working on the the problem of doing something useful with uh, with what we say and what we write. Um, so it's going to be awesome to to given your length of of of, of tenure on this to attack this problem. Um, what I think would probably be a great start. We're going to talk a lot about about one of the specific you know areas where where understanding what people say, what they mean, is critical, which is the you know the call center and and such settings. And what I think would be mm-hmm. super useful is for for the listeners to hear a little bit more about. How do you chunk this into problems within within your world? What are the what is the anatomy of the of the of the of the call center? So we can then start overlaying on that how some of these um, clever AI techniques actually try to solve the things and how far they go. Right? Does that make sense? Ryan? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Um, so of course, you know, at a call center, um, there's many reasons why someone might call uh, in a call center. You know, sales, customer care, what have you. Uh, let me focus a bit on the customer care. Um, you know situation because I think that's sort of reflects a lot of the different uh, technologies that are needed uh, to push things through. Um, so this is a you know the situation where you have a product or some service and you, you have a problem with it and you want to call up uh, and, and help solve that problem. So the first thing is, is as we all know, uh, we're usually met with some form of automation. So this can be an IVR, an interactive voice response, or a chat bot, depending on whether you're calling on your phone or, or doing some kind of chat going, going digital. Uh, and the purpose of these systems primarily is to just understand why you're calling in, right, to, to understand what is your problem, route you uh, correctly to the right agents, the right set of agents that can uh, solve that problem, gather as much information as possible so that when, you know, your your call gets to that agent, uh, it can be handled uh, effectively. But of course, in the past, uh, you know, five to 10 years, really more like the past five years, uh, in particular on digital Uh, We've seen um, chatbots become more sophisticated, and their job is not necessarily to just root your call, but also to try to solve your problem uh, as well. And this can be um, giving you some information, some self-service information, like, oh, here, you know, go to this website or or read this document um, to to work through your issue uh, or execute something on your behalf. So they might have Uh, integrations with the the systems that the agents also have access to and they they might be able to execute it automatically. Uh, But of course, most calls still end up with agents. So it's a human agent that's going to be, you know, handling your issue and in particular, this is true for, I would say, non-standard or non-trivial issues where where a human has to look at it and actually make some uh, decisions. Uh, and even there, uh, AI is going to play a, a huge role. And this can be things like um, suggesting to the agent what flow to follow, um, what knowledge base articles to look at, even what to say next and what to do next, what tools to open, and all these things. Because the, the you know, machine learning models, um, you know, they're trained on a huge amount of data, on uh, calls that have come through the, the systems in the past, and they have sort of a, a good view of, of given any state of a call, what what happens next? Uh, and so we kind of make this distinction uh, between uh, what I'd call independent automation. So that's something like a bot. The bot is just executing um, by itself versus directed automation or augmentation where uh, a human is directing still what is happening or the, the system is giving suggestions to the human uh, on how to efficiently uh, handle those issues. And then even when your call is done, so when you uh, hang up or or the chat ends, AI is still playing a big role. Uh, This can be anything from um, disposition notes. So when a call is done, agents have to sort of fill out a lot of information. You know, why did that person call in? How was the problem resolved? What actions were taken on behalf of the customer? Uh, And that's still very manual, but now we're seeing a lot of systems start to do that automatically, or at least assist the agent uh, in that task. Uh, And then of course there's, you know, there's supervisors and there's call center leaders and they are tasked with things like agent training, uh, also analytics, trying to understand uh, what's working at the call center and what's not working at the call center. And so AI and machine learning play a big role in sort of looking at the the calls that have come in and trying to sort of pull out the right patterns and make the right suggestions uh, to supervisors and call center leaders so that they can optimize their call center um, accordingly. Uh, and I'm sure I'm missing things, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, from the moment your call comes in to to many days after your call, AI is sort of in the process all the way. yeah.
1: And I think that, that's a fascinating point of this because if you think about it from a consumer perspective, you go in there, you, your experience is, is sometimes with just the you know, the machine or the chatbot or the or the agent depending on where you go. And we forget yeah. about in the in the anatomy of how what happens in the background, all the things that that have been affected by by ML or AI. Um, beyond that, that you know, what we most famously see, which is the the chatbot that might be helping us and having a conversation, and you and I talked a little bit before about things like. Uh, some some of the you know these magnificent things that are happening in in NLP land with these very large data models, very large statistical models, the the the, uh, the GPT threes and all these wonderful things that that uh, the, that give us a sense of how to deal with language and with context a lot better because they understand the general general specs of language a bit better. But in the call center, of course, this is a piece of the puzzle, and it's not done all for optimization. Which I think is a good, a good segue into automation. And I think automation has been fairly—I don't know if you agree—but it's been somewhat misused in the last few years, right? We had the whole RPA side, the robotic automation, where which is incredibly valuable and super clever, but its job is to yeah. basically, you know, follow a macro and follow steps and just get things done. But that, that uh, us as human beings maybe don't—we you know, shouldn't be doing because frankly it's just repetitive and boring. But but the machine can do very mm. well. Versus the automation as it relates to AI and actual AI. So the kind of things that artificial intelligence should do very well, because because it actually is de- is designed to do so, and it gets an outcome better than a human being might do, or the reality of of an AI doing some of the automation so a human being can do their job, which they do a bit better. I know it sounds convoluted, but <laughs> do you want to the de- de- decry- the automation piece. I think we have to touch on in the, in, the, in, the, in the in the certainly in the context of the of the call center. Do you want to just touch on that a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Um... Certainly, I mean, the one thing that uh, AI is really good at is, is optimizing, you know, multi- multiple variables for complex objectives, right? Things that, um, you know, humans certainly have a hard time doing, you know, in, in, at any moment in time. Uh, but, you know, as you mentioned, something like RPA, um, they're just trying to automate like very simple things uh, that are repetitive. Uh, whereas, you know, I think the real... Win for artificial intelligence is going to be the fact that there's all these key performance indicators uh, that companies care about, right? Like this might be handle time, throughput, customer satisfaction uh, uh, scores, things like that. And you know, optimizing for these is is challenging, right? How do I know when I tell an agent to say this next or take this action next that that's going to lead? You know, maybe in the short term. Um, that's that's kind of the the optimal thing to do, but in the the holistic view of the conversation and solving the customers customers need, uh, maybe there's a, a better path uh, to take. And really, um, you know, whether that's in the bot land or in the augmentation land, really trying um, to to think about this holistically and optimizing for these key performance indicators. And I really think that's I mean that's the power of AI. Uh, and as you mentioned, you know we're in this great time in natural language processing models like, uh, GPT three make what seemed impossible a few years ago, um, tangible, uh, at this point in time. But I, I think it's exactly what she said. It's a piece of the puzzle puzzle. It's a really important, um, you know, piece of technology that's going to help us get there. And in particular that it really tells us, you know, uh, how to model context and, um, you know, what fluent language looks like and things like that. But, you know, we we also have to take into account that the agents themselves, um, you know, they're not just in the conversation, they're doing a bunch of other tasks as they're having that conversation with you, right? And how, how do we bring all that into GPT-3 world or whatever your favorite, um, yeah. you know, massive language model is, uh, but also how do you optimize those models uh, for the outcomes that you care about, right? Like, so that customers are happy, um, agents are satisfied, and that's usually correlated, you know, when customers are happy, agents are happy, but also the businesses, the call centers um, are are optimized for the the performance indicators they care about, yeah. Yeah,
1: because I think one of the things that's worth decrypting is, um, you and I are experts in the area, so I know we talk about AI as if it's a single thing, which obviously you and I know it's not, but one of the things we should decrypt a little bit for the use cases that we're talking about here is exactly that, is hey look we're talking about ai but it's it's these are these are pro- software programs that have to attack certain problems in this in the in the flow that we talked at the beginning so there's a yep. there's a piece of technology or a bit of programming that needs to deal with you know the chatbot area or the having a conversation area or the connecting that to content area so mm-hmm. uh, how does that work how does it work for you guys and how do you see it so it ends up being to, in the way I see it, it's it's, almost, it's a profession, right? You have a set of professions within, within any software environment, which is to create you know, software programs we call AI, with data that solve specific problems, and you stack them and stack them and stack them, and they solve more and more problems. How do you guys handle it? And how do you see the move towards what I call the eco- ecosystem of AI? So where we end up having enough of these programs that are working together in, let's say in your case, a contact center setting, that they are yeah. all connected to each other in some rigorous way. I and mean, how do we make sure that balance is, you see what I mean? It ends up being like a very yeah, yeah, complex absolutely. recipe where if you get the salt wrong, the customer is not going to like the food because it's too salty, <laughs> right? But it's like yeah, 30 yeah. steps in between the salt and the and the mouth, right?
0: Yeah. No, so I, I totally know your point here. And actually at ASAP, we, we use this notion of AI native, um, which is meant uh, to sort of en- encompass the fact that um, there's all these different AI services that are that are trying to do different things at different points in the call, um, both for the agent and the customer. Um, and if you don't think about holistically how to put them together in the right user experience, um, you're, known, you're not going to get the, the right value from all these things, right? Like it's, it's going to be too salty uh, at the end of the day, yeah. uh, as you say, right? I mean, and so that's, as a philosophy, I think that's, really important and we certainly have a lot of um, studies that show um, no matter how good your ai is if the user if they're not sort of um, if those features aren't incorporated together in the right way with the right ui and the right latency and you know really making the user experience that the augmentation rate so the amount of times that an agent will actually take a suggestion you're you're offering them it can drop off a cliff right all of these things are super important that's not to say that um, you know, we, everything is designed holistically, right? Like you have to break things down into uh smaller problems, right? So that can be something like auto compose. What, what should an, a digital platform, what should the agent say, um, next to the, uh, customer, uh, knowledge base, right? Uh, what is the article, uh, the piece of knowledge of frequently asked questions that is going to help that agent answer a particular question, uh, for the customer, it's, you know, you know, developing these features, it makes sense to sort of separate them apart, have like, you know, metrics that you can iterate on, right? That's super important, right? You can't, it's really hard to iterate on, you know, 20 metrics that are highly dependent on each other that are running in a a large production environment. So, you know, for development, we really need to break these down. Um, But ultimately I think what we do is, you know we have great customers. Uh, by customers, I mean our clients, so the people who run the call centers. Um, and we just collect data, right? So we, we sort of break down all those AI services, optimize offline metrics, or um, you know whatever you know whatever metric we think is appropriate for optimizing that single thing. But ultimately, in order to get the the whole pie uh correct we need to see the thing in action and our customers you know we do a b tests obviously right we we try different things and make sure that we have the the you know the the right parameters set the right ways for the whole ecosystem Um, uh, but you know our customers are great and they they let us experiment and try different things change the uis really try to sort of optimize uh around the boundaries Uh, And those A-B tests, obviously, they're going to start looking at more holistic metrics, right? Like how much throughput are we going to get through a call center if we change something? How does handle time change? How does customer satisfaction change? These kinds of things. So that's kind of the view we take. And ultimately, um, you know, we're moving to a space where um, as, you know, we measure that and we get more and more data, we can then start optimizing, Uh, for that ecosystem, right? And really start to get into the space where uh, the machine learning models, even though they might be individual components themselves, can be optimized in this, as you say, ecosystem or end-to-end fashion.
1: Yeah, it's it's important because one of my at least one of my pet hates is that is that um, is that humanizing of this thing as opposed to it being as you as you describe. At the end of the day, it's a design it's a design challenge like any other, right? We have a we yeah. have an objective in in this case, and and I do think in your your use case of the call center as being one of the more human applications of AI right because you're talking to other humans and you're trying to help in that process and there's an AI a set of AIs or a set of uh, machine learning programs that are trying to help in that process right so it's it's the cold face of 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 dealing with a human and then as you look at the at the at at how you look at this problem it is and I, I love the way you put it it's a design challenge as well it's a Here's my objective, which is dealing with dealing at the contact between a a human and a human, and a service and a service, and how do you uh, optimize that and make it as 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 best as possible for the whatever the KPI is, which begs the question. Certainly, I mean, I I was
0: going to say just to point out, like we've had cases where on our offline metrics for a machine learning model that we're using, um, they go off the charts. And we get super excited, like, oh, you know, this is going to be a big win for, for all of our clients. And then we'll do an A-B test and we don't nearly see, you know, we don't realize the the gain that we thought we were going to realize. And it's exactly the point uh, you're making is that, uh, you know, if the AI gets this much better, um, but the UX stays the same or it doesn't change in order to accommodate that Im- improvement, you're just not going to see Um, you know realize that gain and so it's really important to just see these things as part and parcel uh, especially when humans are in the loop humans are like actively every step consuming uh, this technology
1: yeah and we should talk about that because I think I know it's important for you guys and how you see this and and uh, and it's important certainly for Accenture and how we see this which is the role Mm -hmm. of the human in all of this right um, yeah. and, I, and, and so I'd love to hear your view. And I, I know you've got many different ways of coming at it and you can pick whichever ones you face. but you've got, the, you've got the perspective of the agent. You've got the perspective of the customer. You've got the perspective of the supervisor. You've got the perspective of the person running the call center, which is a business at the end of the day and it has its own metrics. And then there's AIs from what you're saying, you, there's AIs or machine learning programs anywhere inside that. And, uh, and you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out what works and doesn't work. So how do you see the the and when we talk about human in the loop how 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 does it work for you guys how how does, how do you try to make all that balance of of ai's plus humans work for you
0: Yeah i mean it's it's tricky on the one hand i think if you if you looked at it from afar you would say oh there's there's three players in this as you said the customer the agent and the call center and in some sense they have uh potentially conflicting goals uh in this situation uh but i think when you really get look at it closer, um, you know, you realize that um, those goals may not be so conflicting after all, in particular between the agent and the customer, right? Um, if we we have a, a, a study called uh, CX to Human Factor um, and, you know, a lot of agent happiness is um, derived from, you know, their the tools they have at their disposal, the training they have at their disposal so that they can, you know, effectively handle the customer's Problem, right? They want that customer to be happy, just as the customer uh, wants their, you know, their, their problem solved effectively. So, um, if AI can can get to that, then uh, we're at least going to make those two players happy. You can sort of see the call center is saying, like, okay, well, obviously they want their customers to be happy, but they also have a lot of customers on the phone that they need to move through this system uh, as fast as possible. So, you know, there's a bit of conflict there that, um, you know, putting too much. Uh, uh, too many calls in the bot, which is often not a satisfactory uh, experience, or maybe having agents just push customers through uh, too quickly might not be uh, satisfactory and again, I think this is where AI is really going to bridge that gap because um, AI um, can really you know shorten the amount of time it takes for a customer uh, to uh, have their issue dealt with but effectively dealt with you know not just um, superficially dealt with. Uh, And and that's, of course, by just getting the agent uh, on the right track, giving the agent the right tools at the right time uh, in order to do that. So I think like, you know, one of the promises of AI in this space is really that to take what are potentially three conflicting uh, players uh, in a game, uh, if you will, and really sort of make them realize that they have uh, the same uh, shared objective. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think we're we're already seeing that, like certainly what we've noticed based on some of our um, experiments with customers is that um, by reducing handle time, uh, we are seeing uh, an increase in customer satisfaction. So the AI is both getting customers through faster, but also giving the agents uh, the right tools to make sure that they get through faster, but with, you know, uh, good, good outcomes for the customer uh, when dealing with the problems.
1: Yeah, you don't want to have the repeat, the repeat scenarios, right? Where yeah, the transaction oh, no, was yeah. short, but it, but it was unsuccessful, and you're going to do it five times, and you're super, super, super upset. And you do have, as you well say, you have different angles. To this. you want a, a customer that wants you know an answer to their exam question, and they want it you know as reasonably fast, but also wants it to be pleasant and frictionless. And you know we're all humans, so we want that touch, right? You've got the agent is yeah, yeah, probably absolutely. managing a lot of context, right? a lot of different context uh, and and having to do a, a lot of work, which I think is the consumer doesn't see, right? A lot of work in the background after that call, between that call to make sure those connections are made, depending on whether they're doing upsell or customer care or they're doing all of these other all of these things that we do. Um, and one question I had for you which I'm really interested in, I don't know if you guys have done some studies on this, is also that that that, at least what I see as a as a trend between people wanting to to pick up the phone, make a call, get something sorted out versus mm-hmm. going to the vendor and having a quick chat on the keyboard. It's almost that, that move between people that feel very comfortable making the call and they think that that's the most you know, fastest way to get there versus people that want to text it and get it done mm-hmm. that way. Do you, do you see any – I say that because then you go into that idea of comprehension and which one gives you a higher comprehension or not.
0: What do you guys stand on that? What do you see? So maybe, uh, maybe clarify the question a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh,
1: yeah. and apologies. They this, this, it's it's uh, Spanish, and I speak very quickly as well. That can't help anybody. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so um, a lot of the work I see with customers, they, they, and a lot of the things they're telling, certainly me and I don't know other colleagues in, in Accenture, is that mm. whilst, whilst we still want to prioritize the verbal communication through a call center as a way to interact with a the customer, there's also a sure. clear, clear trend of people who are really happy to text it. To to use the text messaging as a message to do the same thing, but they can express themselves in a more crisp way. They don't have to have the human interaction because, and and, and the way I I personally see it is that more of us are always busy and the human interaction is great, but I could do without. I, I don't mind if it's human interaction on a text message. Do you guys see a lot of that happening and does it affect the way that the call center is managed?
0: yeah I mean absolutely so I would say the majority of our clients um it still take voice calls right um there's certainly when you look at the 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 plots the move to digital to chat uh, is happening uh, but uh you know certainly in, in the amount of money that's being spent and also the the volume of issues that are being sent in are are going to voice calls but cer- but certainly you know that trend is changing. Um, uh, for some of our clients, you know we have objectives to make the digital um, uh, platform experience, you know, uh, you know, exciting enough for the customer to, to accelerate um, that trend. Uh, and of course, as that trend happens, like you said, uh, this is going to, um, you know change how AI works um, and the sorts of problems we have to face. I mean, one thing in particular uh, for digital is agents often deal with more than one issue at a time, right? On voice, they don't. They're talking to one person at one point, whereas on digital, um, they might be dealing with two, and in some cases, three issues uh, at a time. Uh, and this just increases the amount of context switching and cognitive load that the agent is going to have at, at that time, right? And so AI can play uh, an important role in, in trying to uh, reduce that. Uh, but also interesting in this space is it really opens up possibilities for asynchronous communications, right? So um, I have a problem, I chat in, my meeting is starting. Uh, I'm just going to ignore my chat for a bit. And after an hour, I'm going to go back on and respond to to what the agent um, asked me. And it really behooves um, call centers to, to handle that kind of uh, asynchronous uh, communication. But that also means that the agent I was talking to initially—that I mean—it might be a different agent every time I um, I write a message, I chat in uh, and talk. And there it becomes important for continuity um, that the new agent that picks it up—they quickly come up to speed on um, uh, what the problem was and what's been done already for me, right? To make that communication as seamless as possible. And this is again like a, a great place for AI. Uh, to come in, right? Like to summarize, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to to highlight, like what what's happened? What was this person's issue? What has have previous agents um, done for this person? Um, so that when when it gets to you and it's been two hours since the last communication, you can kind of answer um, as though you were waiting for them the whole time. Yeah, uh, and absolutely. so I think yeah, that that sort of yeah, that shift has sort of opened up all sorts of like interesting challenges. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so one of the one one of the and we should talk a bit about the difficulties as well. But one of the challenges I see in there when we talk about GPT three, where you've got all the other wonderful big uh, data transformers, right? Um, but there's there's the, there's things like summarization, for example. There's things like that that you you would have thought that you sit there and there, and there's an there's an agent that sits there, talks to a new customer, and there's this wonderful narrative that comes out two paragraphs that they can read quickly that says, this customer came and they took this and they did that and and they were super happy, but then we failed them in that or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and the truth is that while that sounds fabulous, I'm not quite sure we're there in terms of doing those mm-hmm. kind of things. So to be good to talk a little bit about the, the limitations, where, where, where AI can go within your context and where we'd like it to go and where it's not. A classic a classic one, I guess we can start with this, is uh, is is simply the understanding of voice, uh, the understanding of voice. I mean, it's moved incredibly from large dictionaries to neural nets to I think now everybody's, you know is now moving into transformers even for the even for 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 this, which is uh, the latest and greatest mm-hmm. fad, right? Uh, I shouldn't call it a fad, a fantastic and wonderful and magnificent magnificent evolution. Um, but from your experience, given the you are the sharp end of this with you know with accents, uh, you know. You know, 16 kilohertz versus eight kilohertz telephony and all this stuff that makes it difficult to function where yeah. do you where do you think you are in terms of some of these technologies getting you where you need it to be and what are the difficulties you think
0: yeah so certainly I think you've you've knit the head, <laughs> hit the nail on the head um, in terms of uh, ASR quality I mean it's fantastic and I think if you uh, fantastic compared to where it was uh, a few years ago and if you get uh, you know native speakers, um, speaking clearly, with no background noise, um, not interrupting each other, uh, everything like that. then the transcripts are, are quite good and uh, we actually have a, an amazing world class uh, speech team and I'm I'm shocked sometimes at the quality uh, of the transcripts that are coming out. But obviously that's you know that is an ideal world and, and people have accents, people aren't native speakers. Um, people are walking on the street. Um, you know, uh, on their cell phones and buses and, and ambulances are coming by. And, and the uh, transcripts can be quite poor uh, in many cases when, when this happens. And because, um, you know, I would say all the AI that follows, whether that's, you know, trying to understand sentiment, trying to make predictions to the agent uh, about what to do next, uh, trying to write summaries about what happened uh, during the call, Um, these things all rely on relatively um, clean transcripts and um, they're going to suffer. You're just going to get this compounding uh, effect. And I mean, this has been true of all NLP technologies since time, right? The the amount you sort of stitch together, the more compound errors you're going to have. And so really, whether that means like end to end, uh models to to reduce that or just more advances in asr i think that's going to be important the other key on asr is also latency right the Mm. the models that we see now that are amazing um uh sometimes you know we need to run them on very expensive hardware uh, and even then they may not have the latency requirements uh that we need things have to really operate in milliseconds in order for uh any kind of directed automation to be successful like if i if, if if I suggest something for the agent to do, uh, even if it's three seconds too late, that agent's already moved on, right? They've kind of yeah, made yeah, yes, a of choice and, and moved on, right? And so those transcripts and our ability to do it real time um, in order to really help the agent at that moment, uh, that's also a problem because then, you know, the, the less resources you have, invariably, the lower the quality. Uh, your transcripts uh, yeah. are, are going to
1: be. And you guys uh, also deal with small amount of context as well and time. And it's not like you're dealing with somebody r- reading El Quixote or or, or or the Bible, right?
0: You have somebody giving yeah. you
1: a phrase. And, yeah. uh, and with that phrase, you have to fulfill, understand, transcribe. And I'll tell you what one uh, one question that I have for you, which I think is always interesting for all of our customers and all the AI work which is we've moved from creating these wonderful things that are that are predicated on black and white, right? Uh, somebody can use this system because it you know it's it's a simple. You put everything in a database, you can see what's put in there. It's it's very discrete, right? And suddenly yeah. we move to this work of, of shades of grey. Was this transcript very good? Not very good. You know, the mm-hmm. business has to live with the fact that you and I are creating AI systems where there is you know, inherent variability on this, and summarization is a great one where some of these amazing technologies can create you a summary that you think, "Oh my lord, this is a, a human would have done this exactly as well. This is great." Versus the yeah. same machine because of the, 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 the data was not as good, giving you a summary that you think, "Okay, I can't use this." So, how, how do you guys deal with that, and how do you how do you manage the the getting the the machine learning or the AI? to a useful production state without basically not doing anything because not everything is perfect. How do you tend to manage that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this goes back to really one of the first things we talked about in the conversation is getting the user experience uh, correct, right? You need to put, we need to put safety nets around these things so that when they do fail, when they do go off the rails, I mean, summarization is a great example, right? Like um, text generation, there's been a slew of studies in the past couple of years on the fact that they hallucinate, um, that they can make up facts, uh, especially when the source material isn't reliable. Um, How do you deal with that? And of course, you know, one way to do it is say like, well, I'm going to have some confidence threshold that the system has, and I'm going to tune that, and I'm only going to show people uh, the output of the system when the confidence passes uh, that threshold, and that's certainly, uh, I think, a way um, to do it. Uh, but I think the uh, the best way to do it is just make that user experience as good as possible. And what I mean by that is um, give the agents the tools so that they can quickly assess: is that prediction something I can use? Or not right? Should I say this? Should I not say it? Here's a summary at the end of the call. I could try to fully automate that so that the agent's not needed. But you know, another way to do that is let the agent quickly look at my notes and give them uh, the appropriate uh, UI so that they can select them, edit them, remove them um, quickly. So we're still saving that agent a lot of time, uh, but we're giving them sort of the, the the tools that they need to make sure that uh, only high quality information is passing through. Uh, And and that's why I think, you know, getting back to this like AI native concept, making sure that um, these advanced machine learning technologies uh, are coupled with the right sort of safety nets through user experience to make sure um, only the good stuff is getting through.
1: Yeah, and I've never heard it referred to as hallucination. But I, am, I will be stealing that. That is a wonderful thing And AI that's that's hallucinating. That is the most fabulous yeah. thing because they do. And I, and, I, and, I, and 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 is the best non-geeky way of of putting it. Um, yeah. we, we've spent a lot, a lot of. This has been an amazing session. We've we've gone through a lot of a lot of depth here. Um, if I, if if I were to summarize, I think uh, uh, what I've heard today, in closing, I think it's we're hearing that we need to design. AIs, I like everything else. We have to design them into a journey that is that has all the right flavors for the consumer, for the agent, and whoever else is involved in that. It is it is mm. all about that design, making sure that that it can actually do its job, you know, in the right way. Um, I think I think it's also clear that the that it's it's all at the service of, of of these nice humans that are trying to get either a service or give a service. It's at the service yeah. of these folks, and and how they interact with that is super important. Um, that more and more, I think we're going to start seeing all of these interconnected interconnected systems or software or AIs, whichever way you want to think about it, and actually thinking of them for them together as a little net of, as you say, native AI, is a a sensible way to start thinking, given that it's going to become much more part of your life and you're going to deal with it. Um, And that, hey, uh, AIs hallucinate, not often, Well, hopes, but sometimes they hallucinate, and uh, and we just need to put the right sensible governance around them so they can be doing their best. And when it's not their best, it's okay because it's built into into the journey. So, um, uh, look, uh, that was a amazing conversation, Ryan. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to thank you very much for 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 taking the time to 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 have this wonderful conversation. And and obviously, thank you to the listeners for 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 geeking out with us, and and hopefully they, they, they're not hallucinating too much. Uh, I'm going to be abusing that <laughs> sentence. Uh, yeah. So, if, with, with that, I'd like to ask everybody that's listening: if you if you like what you hear and you enjoy it, please please subscribe and and share and uh, share with your friends and your colleagues. Uh, and once again, Ryan, thank you so much for for taking the time to to chat with us. And no doubt, you and I will geek out again, uh, you know, in the in the few days and weeks uh, coming. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. Well, great. Thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed it.